Hey, what's good, my amazing friends? This is Sarah Amazing Grace, and you are listening to The Remedy. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to this week. You guys, we have hit a couple of goals, and I just want to give a shout out to my team, to Eric, to Zach, to Lee, and to all of the amazing people who help make The Remedy what it is. I could not do this show without my team. And I just want to give them a shout out. I want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God is so good. He has brought the exact right people into the path of this show to move it forward, to bring it to your ears and to bring glory to the kingdom of God. Where God guides, he provides and he has provided an incredible team for me and for you. Okay, you guys. So I just want to start out this show by saying that, but we have reached a huge milestone, you guys. We have reached into, get this, we are in the top 25% of podcasts in the world. What? Oh my gosh. We have beat out 75% of all of the podcasts in the world with our numbers and our listeners with you. You guys have done this and I am just so blown away. I am so thankful to you guys. I love you guys. I always say that at the end of the show, but you guys, I mean it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's keep this train going. People need to hear the hope. They need to hear the gospel. They need to hear the message of the remedy. Today's show, uh, it's going to be just a little bit different. It's not going to be political, you guys, but it's going to be biblical. Have you guys been, well, hopefully not watching the news, but we are the news. Me and you and, you know, Larry down the street, each one of us in our pocket, we have a recording device, a phone, a video camera. Have you guys been watching any of these videos that have been going by your social media about what's happening right now in Canada? This Freedom Convoy 2022. I mean, just incredible. Oh my gosh. What's so stupid is that the mainstream news is like completely ignoring it. Well, I mean, of course, that's not a surprise. They're owned by the same people who are in one way or another trying to suppress all of our freedoms. So of course, they're not going to show what's really happening. But anyone who has been paying attention, right? Well, anyone who's been paying attention knows that news channels, meh, their opinion is done. They're unnecessary anymore because you and me, we've got computers in our pockets and we have all the information of mankind that is available to us at our fingertips. And we have cameras that are so much more powerful than any megapixel stuff. It doesn't even matter anymore. I mean, we've got cameras better than what they have in some of the space stations in the back in the day. And we have autofocus and every setting you can imagine. The lenses are better than most pro cameras that people even have. It's it's ridiculous. Anyway, and all of that is like riding around uh, in our pocket next to our breath spray. You know what I mean? But anyway, anyway, we have the ability to upload in real time and even go live with a global audience in just a moment. I mean, the nightly news, that is a dinosaur canceled, whatever. Anyway, they and not to mention the fact that they've proven themselves to be liars, right? I mean, 
a liar doesn't have to lie 100% of the time to still be a liar. They can lie about something or twist the truth or do something to get ratings. It's still not the truth, right? And then, oh, they might throw in a little bit of truth and you think, oh, maybe they really are reporting the truth. And ah, then they're back to lying. You know what? When a liar lies to me, I think of nothing else that they have to say. No more irrelevant. Goodbye. Canceled. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, bye bye to the news. Anyway, we are the news. So back to the whole, back to the subject at hand. I'm talking about what is going on in Canada with this convoy. You guys, it's totally crazy. Okay, I'm stepping off my soapbox about the news because, oh my gosh, have you been watching, you guys? I, I, Sarah, I am cheering them on. Uh, If any of you follow me on my social media accounts, you know that, (laughs) you know that your girl, she got a big mouth and she does not hold back her opinion. She does not care about haters or anybody who might have, you might have a different opinion than me. That's great. But (laughs) I I, I am going to post what I think is the truth, okay? And what I have done my research, I don't post stuff flippantly. Anyway, if you don't follow me on social media, I hope that you will. I'm a lot more, um, I should say, active on Instagram than on any other platform. And you can find me there at Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, Sarah underscore amazing underscore grace. You can find me there. My stories are on fire. Anyway, (laughs) anyway, you can find me there. I'm also on Facebook, but I'm not super active on Facebook. I'm more active on Instagram. But anyway, you would know if you're following me there, go ahead and hit a like. I'd love to have you follow me on there. But if you're following me, you know that I have been cheering on this convoy. It started as a few and man, has it gone crazy. And now, oh my gosh, they are starting convoys in the UK and in Italy and in Australia. Oh my gosh. And now I saw today that there is a convoy that is starting in the United States. They're going from California to DC, truckers all over coming to help protest all of this tyranny. You guys, do you know what I'm talking about? If you don't, Hey, it's time to get your head in the game. There's some big stuff happening, but I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. And if you do, are you cheering them on? I am. You know why? Because we, me and you, we need to rise up, you guys. We need to hold the line. And I know that you've heard that, but you know, I've talked about on this podcast a lot about being in a spiritual war, a spiritual battle that's raging all around us. And this is the way that we start to stand up. We hold the line. We stand against this onslaught of evil. And I'm telling you right now that in the authority of the name of Jesus, we stand against these evil people who are pushing this new world order down our throats. It is garbage. This uh, Klaus Schwab, quote unquote, great reset. Oh my gosh. I talked to somebody the other day who told me that it was a conspiracy theory. And I was like, it's a conspiracy, yo, but it ain't no theory. Klaus Schwab literally wrote a book called The Great Reset. Uh, Do some research just for a second. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, 
I digress. Anyway, we are not here for that. We are here for the great awakening. You are coming awake, my friend. I am coming awake. We are seeing with our eyes, our physical eyes and our spiritual eyes. We are seeing what is happening. Jesus did not call us to be wimpy doormats in the face of this abject evil. That is a lie. I mean, Hitler even used that logic of that Christians are weak and that we we don't stand up against tyranny, right? He used that logic in Germany. I mean, he's quoted as saying that Protestants, that's Christians who are not under the Catholic Church, Protestants have the faintest conception of church. You can do anything you like with them and they will submit. He says they are insignificant little people, submissive as dogs, and they sweat with embarrassment when you just talk to them. Uh, what? Yeah, we done with that. That that ain't me. Jesus did not call us to be wimpy doormats, you guys. He called us to put on the armor in Ephesians chapter 6 that we talked about last week. He called us to put on the armor and that when the day of evil comes... Uh, that's now, P.S., that's now, to stand when the evil men and women call upon us to disobey God, we need to draw the line and say, uh, no, <laughs> that's not going to happen. For me, that line was crossed. I don't know what the line was for you. I've seen some people say, you come for the kids, you come for me. And that's true. And for them, that was their hill. What was my hill? And I don't say the hill to die on, but because it's the hill of life for me. It's the hill that I will live on. And that is when they came for the church early on in 2020, these fools, they tried to come for the church and say, shut the churches. The churches are dangerous. That's where people are going to get sick. Yo, but it's okay to leave open Walmart and it's okay to leave open Costco. (laughs) No. Anyway, That was just common sense to me. And also, hey, we are in the U.S. of A. And we have the Constitution. And our First Amendment gives me right to not have the government stop me from the way that I worship my God. So for me, that line was crossed when churches shut their doors. And then... And then the government overstepped their bounds and told people, hey, you can you can gather, but you got to sit all this time apart. Oh, and you can't worship the Lord. (laughs) Bye. That's it. That lit a fire in me. You know, I used to kind of be bummed that as a teenager, I was uh, I had a rebellious spirit in me. (laughs) But now I am stoked because I realized that God made me that way. That is who God made me to be. And he put that spirit in me for a time such as this to stand up when everyone else said, oh, okay, maybe not everyone else, but a lot of people. Oh, okay. You know, okay. I'm going to just, just going to have a seat because I don't want to make any waves. And Sarah was like, hell to the now. And I mean, hell no, hell no. In the name of Jesus, hell no. We are not doing that. I will worship the Lord my God in spirit and in truth. You will not tell me 
how I can worship the almighty God, the king of kings, the creator of the universe, and you, Kate Brown, you, Gavin Newsom, you are going to tell me how I can speak to the king of kings and the Lord of lords? Ha, I think not. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I'm getting spicy up in here, but this is serious business. Anyway, anyway, I am fired up because of this convoy, you guys. I am fired up. Anyway, so when in our state, in in Oregon, when Kate Brown came down with this ridiculous mandate to shut the church, and when I saw churches complying, there was a church that we went to that we liked. We, We actually liked the pastor there. And when we saw that church close, I was like, what? What? What is that? Who is having that conversation? <laughs> anyway, I was like, what? And then, and then, okay, oh, well, okay, they're doing it, you know, out of, out of reverence and keeping people safe. But what? what? This week, they're holding a Black Lives Matter march from their campus. They're leading it. <laughs> no, that is an absolute no. Man, talk about letting the devil lead and bang your drum. What the frick? Anyway, we lived in Portland, and what we did was, (laughs) that stirred up rebellious spirit spirit in me. I opened our front door. I slapped a First Amendment of the Constitution on our door, and we put out there that we were having a Bible study in our home, open to anyone who wanted to come and worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. We had worship. We were singing to the Lord. We were gathered together. We're talking about in the birthplace of Antifa in Portland, Oregon. But you know what? I was not about to have a seat. And you know what? You know who showed up to our Bible study? The Holy Spirit did. And you know what? It wasn't because of us, but it was because we were obedient to the Lord And because people came and the gathering together of the saints and the Holy Spirit showed up, we had people get saved. We had marriages get delivered. We had people's lives changed. We had a group of people who even now, now that we live 3,000 miles away, we are still a text support system to each other. For the last several months, we have now been watching helplessly as the country of Canada has been in this totalitarian nightmare. They've been completely locked down. They have had their lives completely taken over unless they receive an untrusted, an unknown injection. Your life would be stripped from you. And unless you toe every single line that they are telling you to do, including closing churches, then your life is stripped from you. Not only that, not only did they make going to church illegal, but they also made the Bible and preaching the gospel hate speech. What? What? What's crazy is that there are some people who are supporting their actions. I'm like, what? What is happening? I mean, I I don't know. I, I keep scratching my head going, is this real life? Are we really living through this? It, fe- it feels like we're living in a movie. Like I'm watching some bad totalitarian movie and I'm yelling at people to like, dude, just stand up and tell them no. Like we hired you. We elected you. Who do you think you are telling me this? What? You know, like scratching, scratching my head. I feel like I'm living in that, but it's real life. Like what is going on? Fortunately, there have been pastors who have stood up 
in Canada who have remained faithful to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Pastors like Artur Pawlowski, he has stood even in the face of knowing that he was going to go to jail. Dude, that guy, you've probably seen his viral video where he's kicking out the um, the Mounties from his church saying, out, Nazis, get out. Have you, have you seen that? You've probably seen that video. Do that guy. Wow. M- my hat is off to him. My heart is with him. My prayers are with him. Um, our tithes have even been g- uh, gone to the fund to help him get out of prison. He's gone to jail several times, even uh, a viral photographs of him being arrested in the middle of the freeway where they cuffed him on his knees, taking him from his car, like unfreaking believable, totally crazy stuff. But he is standing for the word of God. Most other pastors and churches complied and they shut their doors and went silent. I mean, I get it. It's scary. And fear is a huge motivator. And a lot of them, you know, went online and had, you know, their safety little Bible studies online. But you know what? (laughs) You guys, those lose all the power of the gathering of the saints. It's written in the Bible to not neglect the gathering together for a very good reason. Because when you gather together, there is some kind of power that happens between each one of us as we're filled with the Holy Spirit and we connect together. You know that. If you have been attending online church exclusively since this has begun, I don't need to tell you that there is something missing. There is a powerful connection that's missing. You know that. I know that. We all know that. Jesus said that where two or more were gathered together in his name, that he would be in their midst, that he would hear their prayers, and that he would answer them. That's huge. He's literally telling you, when you gather together, there is something incredibly powerful that happens, and I am there in the midst. I mean, don't you want Jesus in the midst? Of course we do. In Acts, Peter says that we must obey God rather than man. When man becomes tyrannical and when man starts putting out craziness that goes against God, that is the time. My friends, if you are listening and if you love the Lord, then now's the time. Back to Canada, what we are seeing are the effects of when a few stand up. There were a few brave truckers who got together and said, no more. This mandate came down that they had to inject into them this experimental substance that, you know, maybe they didn't want it. Maybe some of them did. That's fine. But you don't tell me what to do with my. Who do you think you are telling me that I can't live in this world unless I take your substance into my body? Uh, that should make anybody question. Anybody, whether you're for it or you're against it, living in a world where you don't have any control over what is injected into your body, that's, that's a bad place to live, my friends. That's a real bad place to live. So we were seeing these people who stood up and said, no more. And we're seeing that few become more and become many and now become massive. So much so that Trudeau, Trudeau tried to like downplay it and say that it was like this fringe, just a fringe few people. <laughs> Whatever, dude. The lies are so incredible. But 
what do you expect from people who their father is the devil? <laughs> and the devil is the father of lies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you, you get lies from people who their daddy is the devil. That's just how it goes. But anyway, those brave truckers, they stood up and now it is a massive movement, you guys, that is affecting the entire world. 150,000 trucks. Can you even fathom how many trucks that is? 150,000 trucks, uh, 1.5 million people. Yeah, just a fringe, ain't no thing but a chicken wing. You know what I mean? But literally it is affecting the that entire country. It's affecting uh, your neighbors to the South, the United States. It's affecting people overseas. It is affecting the entire world. And now, now I see that the UK is rolling out their trucks Australia is rolling out and the USA, USA, we are rolling out our trucks from Cali to DC. You guys, boom, it is huge. I'm reminded of in the book of Esther, Mordecai says to Ruth, for if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance, it'll arise, but from another place, but you and your family, you'll perish. Remain silent no more my friends. It's time to rise. It is time to stand for the Lord and for what is right. It is time to stand for freedom. Are you afraid of what your friends might think? Are you still afraid of what your friends might think? Who cares? If your friends are not on board, if your friends want you to take an experimental injection against your will, if your friends don't want freedom for you, then they're not friends you want. They're done. Are you afraid of what your boss might think? Why are you trying to please people who want to put you into slavery? Are you afraid of what your own family might think? Man, you have a huge family. It ain't fringe out here. It ain't fringe out here. The people who are standing for your freedom are many. We are millions and millions and billions strong all over the world. The tables have turned. You guys... The only thing that you need to please, the only one that you need to please is that audience of one. You need to please the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and that calling that he has on your life. You know that WWJD trend that went around a while back and everyone had those what would Jesus do bracelets? You know what Jesus would do? He would turn over the tables. Jesus wasn't some peace and love hippie. Jesus was for justice. What would Jesus do? He turned over the tables of those who were defiling his father's house, the house of worship. And who are the people who are defiling the houses of worship right now? (laughs) I don't need to name them. They're the ones who are trying to stop you from going to them. They're the ones who are trying to stop you from worshiping the Lord in spirit and in truth. They're the ones who are trying to stop you from gathering together. Why? Because not because they, they care about your health. It's because they know the power that, that comes from the gathering together in the name of Jesus. And what would Jesus do? What would Jesus do to those defiling his father's house? Well, that's clear. There's whips involved and table turning. You guys, I am standing. I am cheering. If, if you're on Instagram, you already know. <laughs> and if you are, 
pop on by, uh, hit a follow and, and, and let me know, Hey, I came from your podcast and, uh, I I'm here because man, I'd love to, to say, Hey, what's up to you. And, uh, thank you again so much for listening and, and bumping us to that incredible spot. I want to get to number one, you guys. I want to get to number one. You know, Joe Rogan, his podcast is causing massive waves right now on Spotify and, and uh, because he's had on these incredible physicians who are not gaining anything by standing up and speaking out. But yet people are not wanting to believe these physicians who have nothing to gain and want to believe the physicians who are literally making billions of dollars. They're, they're making money by telling you, uh, uh, look over here. Don't look at the man behind the curtain. And the guys are like, wait a second, dude, we have all of these amazing credentials, but don't believe us because we're on Joe Rogan's podcast. I mean, oh my gosh, what happened to critical thinking? Anyway, moving on. Joe Rogan, number one. <laughs> I want the remedy with Sarah Amazing Grace to be number one, not because I want to be number one, but because Jesus is number one and people need the remedy. They need the hope of the word of God, you guys. They need the hope that comes from hearing the word. But you guys, this is not political. I am not bringing you politics. I am bringing what is biblical. This is biblical. And if you've been standing, what's up, my tribe? What's up, my tribe and my friends? I am so stoked to stand alongside you against this. And I just want to say to you guys, hold the line. We are stronger together. There's a reason the Bible says don't neglect gathering together because united we stand and divided we fall. And where one of us goes, we go together stronger. I love you guys. And until next week, hold the line. Peace. Hey, 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 thanks for tuning in. If you like what you've heard, don't forget to subscribe. New shows coming at you each week. If you have a question or a comment, send them to asksaragrace at gmail.com. Catch you on the flip side.